It's another day. I'm another John, and this is another note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled Controlling God's Time. Our scripture reference today is 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 1 through 13. As always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I have provided for myself a king among his sons. Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears of it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one whom I name to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, Do you come peacefully? And he said, Peacefully, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is now before me. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. He said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. He sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. The Lord said, Rise and anoint him, for this is the one. And then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. And Samuel then set out and went to Ramah. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. How patient are you? Most of us joke about our lack of patience. It's a confession wrapped in a smile. The author of a book I'm reading now said it best. I'm impatient. That is, I'd like to control other people's time. And that's a great way to think about it. And let me ask you another question. How patient are you with God? Are you willing to confess your desire to control God's time? 
If you're going to have a trust in God, you're going to need to be patient with God. I know how that sounds. Who do I think I am that I need to be patient with God Almighty? The Lord needs to be patient with me. And there's no denying that. And I don't mean to suggest our patience with God is like God's patience with us. Although, there might be biblical precedents for it. Need I remind you, God doesn't operate by our desperate sense of time. Please, don't take this any other way than I mean it. I feel a strong communion with God. I internalize my admonishment of others. How many times have you heard me preach to you the importance of the spiritual disciplines, for example? Never worry that I don't also preach to myself. Even so, there are times I feel God doesn't show up. There isn't always that voice that speaks with such clarity you can't ignore. Sometimes I have to ask God, you are listening, right? It's in those moments we learn how much our patience with God links to our trust in God. In the story of David's anointing, we see this patience and trust on display. It's from the prophet Samuel. God instructs Samuel to anoint a new king. The trouble with that is the old king still reigns. What if he finds out what Samuel is about to do? Samuel understood that risk, and he expressed it to God. How can I go? He asked God. I don't take that to mean he was looking for further clarification. He's not seeking logistical advice. He's wondering why God would even ask him to do this in the first place. Patience, brother. When Samuel meets the new king's family, God has to repeatedly redirect Samuel's attention. The prophet is sure the king is the fine young man in front of him. No? Then the next one? No? How many sons do you have, Jesse? Patience, God. Of course, I'm leaving out a lot of the story, and I do so in order to get to the end. Jesse had eight sons. And the end of the story is not when Samuel finally anoints David. That is the beginning of a new narrative that will fill the Bible. As it relates to our patience with and trust of God, the end of the story happens next. What did Samuel do after he anointed David? The text says he set out and went to Ramah. That's it? No further instructions to David and his family? There's no plan of attack? No pamphlet entitled, You're the king, now what? Samuel just left. How much patience do you think he had with God? How much trust do you think he had in what God planned? At the very least, he had enough that he didn't force his way on God. He didn't hurry to make things happen after he anointed David. And there's no sense he was ready to take control of God's timing. What a way to live. Stay blessed. Thanks for always supporting Another Note. This is our daily devotional. I'll keep writing and recording as long as you keep listening and we keep growing. 
If you ever find another note on iTunes or anywhere else podcasts are available, make sure to leave a review so others can join us. The easiest way to connect with me is online at anotherjohn.com. God be with you.